Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today's topic is, we would have healed Babylon, which is America. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. These are the days when God is trying to heal our beloved nation. Prophet Sundar Salvarage says that God gave America a respite, defined as a short unit of rest from something unpleasant. Now, as you recall, in 2014 and 2015, all of the prophecies coming forth were screaming, <laughs> get your food, get your water, get your guns, martial laws coming, martial laws coming, and then nothing happened. You remember some prophecies, no, many prophecies. God gives us a warning desiring that we repent and change our course. God is not willing that he should bring judgment. But if someone doesn't stand in the gap, that's exactly what he's going to do. Ezekiel 22.30 is the only place in the Bible that talks about this. And I sought for a man among them that would stand in the hedge, stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but found none. Therefore, have I poured out my indignation upon them, I've consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Meaning, and I believe that the primary reason that God did not already take America down was because we stood in the gap. Now, I'm not going to say it was only our fast-track team of some 720 people that fast and pray every Tuesday for the, the, the certain things that I send them. But at the same time, I certainly think it was a, a pretty good reason. I think it was the prayers of a lot of people all across America. Here, here's, here's the interesting point. I do not think it was mass repentance. I do not think it was our turning around that did it. It had to be that we had godly people. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We had some people standing in the gap. So let me take just a quick second and tell you about Fast Track. Every Tuesday, I send down an email to my precious Fast Track team. I believe that the Bible says, I'm not going to go into it a whole lot, but when people have the same fast, the same prayer, key, same fast, same prayer, same day, that rattles into the throne of God very powerfully. And these 720 people agree to fast and pray starting every Tuesday evening at midnight until Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. And the fast that I asked, and I may change the fast, and sometimes the prayer changes a little bit. Matter of fact, it does every week. I, I send this email out every Tuesday, and you can quit any time you want to. And I never ask for donations. I never send product offers. This is only about two things, fasting and praying, standing in the gap, period. Now, if you want to join, go to prophecyclub.com and join and quit anytime you want to. But if you want to make a difference, because probably the things you're praying for <laughs> are probably the things we're already praying for, but you can add a whole lot more power to your prayers. Look, even if you can't fast some time, okay, or maybe you can't fast that long, you can't do the fast well, that's fine. Do the prayer. Do what you can, but when you add your prayers and your fast to 720 of your other brothers and sisters, pow, I mean, it gives it power, you see.
And I think that's the reason some of these prophecies that were, you remember, I mean, in 2014, 2015, it was get your food, get your guns. I mean, America's falling. It's lit, lit. Here, let me just show you one. This was May 24, 2016. You remember Pastor Benjamin Faircloth said this. He said, this morning, May 24, 2016, around 3 a.m., I was awakened by the words, America's last breath, Isaiah 51. You got to ask yourself, so is this Pastor Benjamin Faircloth a crazy? Is he a false prophet? Or, my brothers and sisters, was he really hearing from God? He says here he heard the audible voice of God. Is he lying? Look, let me hear, let me explain. You start lying using the name of God, you don't live long. Okay. You, you don't lie. There's something you don't lie about and get away with it. Right there, when he's saying he heard the audible voice of God, he probably heard the audible voice of God. So what else was said? He was told Hillary will win the election by default. Obama will stay in due to the chaos. It will be a two-headed serpent, which you cannot kill until I come. This will be what America wants and deserves. Business will not be normal again. Life will not be normal again. This will not be business and life as usual. Then, June 15th of 2016, he heard July is the tipping point. The month of July will be starting point for this nation and the world falling off the cliff. It all begins in July, the great unraveling. System breakdowns, societal breakdowns, military breakdowns. The emptying of grace has come to America. God shed thy grace on thee will no longer be the stanza of the nation's song, for it shall be God have mercy on thee. So, was Pastor Benjamin Faircloth really hearing from God? My opinion? Yeah. Yeah, I think he really was. That's the reason you didn't catch my voice coming back and beating up on him. I was silent for a while. That's the thing to do, brothers and sisters, because sometimes God has a plan a lot bigger than us. See, without these warnings, well, just like Jonah warned Nineveh, without these warnings, here's what probably would have happened. Probably America would not have prayed. Many people that I've spoken to believe that we would already be in martial law now. I've heard that from a lot of my brothers and sisters. Prophet Sundar Salvarej confirms, when he had the four angels come and speak to him, part of what he was told is that much damage and harm was done during Obama's term in office. Many secret plans of alliance were made which would brought destruction upon this nation if Clinton would have won the election. These would have undone the nation. Well, that's what Faircloth said undone the nation, but God put a stop to it. He said, it's not the Russians, it is the finger of God that turned the election results around. But, he said, God gave America a respite, another chance. The election started a respite, according to what he says. Now, the question is, how long is it going to last? So, Salvarez says, when Mr. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. The Lord spoke and said, quote, His election is a sign that I'm giving you, and listen to this number, four. He didn't say eight. He didn't say six. He said four years of grace. This election is a sign I'm giving you. In my, here's the way we would say it. 
the opportunity to have four years of grace, meaning it's not a guarantee, meaning it's stop any day, which the reason, by the way, again, you want to pray for our president. Here, I'll give you my prayer. I pray every day, Lord, protect Donald Trump, his family, staff, and presidents from all harm and evil. Do not let them take him out in Jesus' name. Stop all tricks, traps, and traitors and expose them and stop Robert Mueller and give him eight years, help him drain the swamp and kick out the scorpions and snakes in Jesus' name. I add that to my daily prayer, brothers and sisters. Now, back to what he was saying. His election is a sign I'm giving you four years of grace, last chance grace, four years to put your house in order, four years to get your act right, four years to put your life right, four years, four years, four years. Do you hear that? He said, if you make good these four years, then you'll have many more good years. Meaning, meaning, here's what it's saying. Meaning that America does have a chance. I would like to get into heaven and nothing ever happened to America. Russians never attack America, never fell. I'd like to get into heaven and be able to say, Jesus, please tell us why the prophecy that was given to Dimitri didn't come to pass. And you know what? I want to hear the answer. I don't know exactly what the answer is going to be. But this indirectly is kind of sort of saying, if we pray hard enough, maybe it can be softened and delayed. Now, the angel that spoke to Demetrius already said, the judgment has been set. In other words, on America's fall, it it will happen. I I don't want to give you that impression. It will happen. It is coming. But I'd certainly like to see it softened, as it already has been, and delayed. And this is the second time it's delayed. You remember Michael Baldea was told that God will delay it again if his people pray. And that was back on the, what was it, about the snakes, about that whole dream. about the, That was several years ago. So here is a case where God has already given us another respite, another chance to get by. So, but by the way, I need to say something else. A lot of people think that the reason that God's going to destroy America is because of abortion. That's not correct. And maybe I need to make a whole program on this, but I'll just give you two scriptures and just quickly say what it is. Revelation 19.4, And there followed another angel saying, Babylon, that's America, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, here it is, because she made the nations, uh, because she made the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What's that saying? That's saying that Hollywood is our problem. Hollywood is what is going to kill America, not abortion. Now, don't get me wrong, abortion's bad. But according to Scripture, it's not the thing. You cannot show me one Scripture that says anything. You can't find the word abortion or death or nothing that sounds like abortion connected with the word Babylon. simply not there. Every time it is this kind of wording. Now, here's what it's saying. According to the scripture, it's not, abortion is not what gets God to destroy our nation. It is Hollywood. Hollywood corrupting and causing all the nations of the world to commit fornication. What's fornication? It's basically to accept the filth of Hollywood and fall away from Christ. Hollywood is Lucifer's greatest victory in the last 400 years, in my opinion. Revelation 18.3, For all nations, how many all nations, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication? In other words, all of the nations have fallen away from Christ because of Hollywood. So, 
If we've ever watched a movie from Hollywood, we're a part of it. And we need to repent of it, in my opinion. All nations are drunk of the wine or the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. That's a whole program for another day. Let's move on. Let's go back to, we would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. The point of the broadcast is America is in the days of its last chance. In my opinion, we must be praying for the success and protection of President Donald J. Trump. He is the man, like him or not, agree with him or not, he's the man that God has selected to drain the swamp. He's the man that God has selected to put America's house in order, to heal our land. Groups like the Dems, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Maxine Waters, Antifa, and other groups of hate are the problem. They are the resistance, the obstruction. They're following their heart, and I understand they think that they are doing the nation a good deed. But John fifteen twenty six explains that. But when the Comforter is come, Jesus speaking, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken to you, that ye should not be offended. Meaning, when the trouble comes, when the Christians begin to get killed in mass, and we begin to look up into the heavens and say, Jesus, where are you? He's saying, don't be offended. This has come on you for a good reason. Now, the, the point of this point I'm trying to make, verse, verse 2. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that, here it is, listen, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. Whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. That same people like the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Maxine Waters, that calls for you to have people get in your face, calls for look, I'm telling you, there's going to be a time you're going to see open calls to attack the Republicans, especially the Christians. And that's just in the near future. Oh, wait till the beast takes over. Psalm 23.3 says, he that restoreth, he restoreth my soul and leadeth me into the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, here's what happens. When we ask Jesus to come into our heart, that kills the seed of the devil that was put in our heart from when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. That kills that seed. And at that point, God begins to lead us into the paths of righteousness for his name's sake because we call ourselves Christians, because we ask Jesus into our heart. He begins to change our heart and show us the right way to go. That's the reason people like the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Maxine Waters, Antifa, and these other groups of hate, they think they're doing right. But the day is going to come when they kill a few thinking that they doeth God's service. Now the point of the broadcast. Jeremiah 51, verse 5. I've got to read several of these verses to get to the point. So I'm going to kind of teach through it here a little bit. For Israel hath not been forsaken. Now, this is, in my opinion, this is regarding World War III. 
This is regarding moving up to Armageddon, the last and final war when Jesus returns. It's saying that Israel is not going to fall. Israel is not going to be forsaken like, and the, the inference there is, like happened to Babylon or America. Israel has not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, meaning America will be forsaken. And when does that happen? Does that happen 400 years after the Mayflower Covenant? And that covenant was signed November 11th of 1620. Add 400 years, that comes to 2020. So you got to ask yourself, will America be forsaken by God in 2020? Will America, will America be forsaken by God in 2020? For Israel has not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, for the Lord of hosts, though her land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. In other words, so Israel doesn't turn to Jesus. There's not a mass repentance, but God just up and forgives. I mean, he can forgive. He has the, Jesus has the keys of hell and death. He can forgive who he wants to. He can kill who he wants to. He has the keys for hell and death. And though we might have the Roman road, yeah, but, 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 we, you know, you've got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. What about all that? Jesus is the judge. He does what he wants to do. And if he wants to forgive Israel their sins all in mass, that's his decision. You can't come back and say, what doest thou? Verse six. Flee out of the midst of Babylon. In other words, there's a time coming, brothers and sisters, that the spirit of the holy God of Israel is going to tell people, his people, my sheep hear my voice, his people that hear his voice, to get out of Dodge, to leave America. And it will be in mass. I've talked about that before, so we'll go on. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Recompense is he will do unto her double according as her works shall be. Verse 7, here's the point of the broadcast. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. Now, let me explain. So it was probably 1978, somewhere in there, long before I had any aspirations of ever being in the ministry. But I knew Dimitri. I wrote a letter to God's News Behind the News, directly to Ray Brubaker. He read the letter. I asked him to invite Dimitri Dudeman to speak because at the time, his prophecy meeting every year was the largest prophecy meeting on the globe. He was Mr. Prophecy. Sure enough, he invited Dimitri Dudeman to speak. Dimitri told me the story. He said, I was sitting in the audience, and at the time, we were about to go to war with Saddam Hussein. Everybody was getting up. They were quoting verses about Babylon, saying, oh, Babylon is going to fall. Babylon is going to be defeated. And he said, Lord, what do you want me to say? And the angel spoke to his heart and said, when you get up there, I will give you the words to say. So he got up there and he says, brothers, he says, turn to Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 7. He had him turn to this verse. And he read, Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. He said, when Saddam Hussein prays, to what God does he pray to? And of course, everybody said, Allah. <laughs> he said, you're correct. He said, so this, brothers and sisters, is not talking about Babylon as in Iraq, as in Saddam Hussein. This, my brothers, 
is talking about America. America has been the golden cup in the Lord's hand. America is the one that took the Bibles to the world. America has been the thing that God has held up in his cup as his shining city on the hill. America. Babylon has suddenly fallen, destroyed, howl for her, take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed. In other words, right now. Right now is our respite. Right now is our opportunity as a nation to be healed. But listen to the next words. We would have healed Babylon or America. We would have healed America, but she is not healed. See, I believe that the respite began when God put Donald J. Trump in the White House. That's our respite. He is our opportunity to have four more years. But we got to pray it in. And if you want your prayers to count for more, join Fast Track. It's not about dollars. It's about saving our nation, brothers and sisters. Now, I will say that most of what I ask you to pray for is praying for things that I ask you to pray for, i.e., mostly about our, our ministry. And on that day, just so you won't muddy the waters, we ask you not to go praying for all kinds of things out there, but that day to try to, as much as possible, pray for just the things that we ask you to pray for. Again, we want to try to hit with a laser uh, or maybe maybe uh, maybe the way to say it is with a bullet, not a shotgun. See what I'm saying? Babylon had been the golden cup in the Lord's hand. America was the nation that God was so pleased with. But now, verse 8, Babylon has suddenly fallen, destroyed, howl for her. Verse 9, we would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Now, I don't like these next words, and I'm sure you won't either. Forsake her. And let every man, every man, let us go everyone to his own country, for her, her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Meaning, not just once, but twice today, I've quoted scriptures saying that there's going to be a time that the Spirit of God is going to tell you to leave this nation. Understand, our allegiance is not to America first. Our allegiance is to our God. And if our God says, Get up and go, pack and leave. What are we going to do? We are going to get up. We are going to go. We are going to leave. Just like right now, by the way, I've finished my book. I've sent it over to the editor. All the way through the book, I kept praying, Lord, give me the words to say and the words not to say. Anything you don't want in the book, be sure and have me take it out. Anything that's wrong, be sure and have me correct it. Because, Lord, this is not my book. This is your book. This is your book to fill sports stadiums, to fill your kingdom. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Everything is about him and his throne and his kingdom. It's not even about us. Oh, you're not going to like this. It's not about our family. It's not about our children. Not about paying bills. Not raising kids. The whole point of life is the throne of Jesus. And who gets in? Now, keep going. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her. Let everyone go into his own country, for her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Now, I could, I don't have time to go into that, but I can go into Revelation 18, and oh, 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 I can point some things out there. The Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come, and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord of our God. Now, why does he say, let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God? Okay, it would take me, how much time do I have here? 
I only got about five minutes left. It would take me 30 minutes to explain that. But <laughs> uh, it sort of had, I'll say it this way. Again, in my book, I've explained that, and it is a totally new concept that America has not seen. And it's just, it's, that's the reason he had me write a book, because a lot of the things that he showed me, I, they're too complicated to try to explain on the radio. They're too complicated to put into a DVD. You got to read a, a sentence. You got to look at the scripture and you got to pray about it and kind of let it soak in because most of the church is so wrong on so many prophecies that God wants to get them straightened out before these last days arrive. And maybe that's what I should just say. We'll, we'll just go on. Verse 11. Make bright the arrows. Gather the shields. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. That's who are the Medes? Well, the Persians is Iran. The Medes is Iraq, meaning that the nation of Iraq, you mark my word because the Bible says it, one of these days Iraq will rise up and will be a part of the force that attacks and defeats America. For his device is against Babylon to destroy it. Because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance. And you see that word vengeance? Almost every time you see that word vengeance, that has to do with the return of the Lord. His vengeance is the morning star, that lightsaber. The vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple, set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Now, when it says set up, set up the standard, it's saying the standard is his word. When he says set up the standard to a nation, He's saying, how is that nation doing according to my word, according to my laws, according to what I've told them to do? And that means judgment, brothers and sisters, is about to arrive. When God holds up his word and says, how you doing according to this? And the points is they're not doing so good. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord hath devised and done that which he has spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. So as God has watched over America to bless her, to protect her, to keep her from falling, and she should have fallen hundreds of times, first to the British and to many other nations, if it were not for the hand of God, there would never have been a nation called America, and if it had, it wouldn't have lasted long. So when it says, make the watch strong, he's saying, I'm going to watch over to see that America falls, to see that great judgment falls upon her. But if you notice, it said first, all the people that call themselves by my name, leave. There's going to be a time you need not worry. If you listen to this broadcast, believe me, God will tell us. We will know when to leave. I had a dream. I've told you this before. Heard the audible voice of God. First of all, in the dream, I saw an airplane. I can still see it as I close my eyes. And there was a bunch of people getting on the airplane. And the voice said, two men will get on the plane with a virus. And before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. And I was having this as I was waking up. And, and I said, what? And I got rebuked. The voice said, you weren't listening, and repeated, two men will get on a plane with a virus, and before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. Now, in my opinion, 
That is basically saying, Stan, if you and your family want to get out of America before the Russians attack, before the fall, before the trouble starts, this is your earliest opportunity. This is your sign. You see a plane go down. Everyone is on board, dead from a virus before the plane can land. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Within 48 hours, I will be out of America. I will put all of my possessions up for sale. Mail me a check. I'm done. Now, that doesn't mean that my work, my service to the Lord is done. Because I can live pretty much any place on the globe and do a radio program. And a lot of the things that I do, I can still do for America from another place. But there's going to come a time when God is going to raise that prophecy club as the number one prophecy ministry on the globe where people will begin to listen to the word that God has spoken through this ministry. We're out of time, but let me also say it is still summer. Man, it's summer. And boy, if God has blessed you and you could help us, it would be a really good time to do it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.